towards others. Before we look further, I do, however, have to share with you something that has been bothering me. See, I was incredibly excited for this opportunity to preach. It's been a while since I've preached. Uh, I haven't been preaching regularly here in the United States, and, and I, I get antsy sometimes, and I get that jonesing. I need it. I, I, I miss it. I, it's like the Word of God is welling up within me, and sometimes when I'm in Bible class or something, and I'm not the teacher... Boy, those comments can sure get long. They can get a little bit long. And, and, and it, as I got to rein it in because I just want to interject and interject because so, I, I want to share with you. And so I was super excited. And boy, I got to be careful. I, I, I just realized I, I, I set myself a double-edged sword because I also tend to point when I preach. And so this, this, th- that might have been a bad call sign. Maybe I need something like uh, uh, Roger Tango or something so that we don't get it mixed up. But... Uh, but I was, a, I was so excited, and then I kind of got the topic from Kent, and I'll be honest, I was a little bit crestfallen. Um, I was a little reluctant, you see, and that is the sign. Um, I, 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 and we'll see if I have some pretty cool gifts, but I don't know if the gifts will actually work. Uh, if my gifts, is it gifts or gifs? I'm going to start a huge debate here, but... Um, but it felt a little awkward to come down here and basically talk to you guys about giving to me and my fellow missionaries. And I'll be honest, every, every missionary outfit that I personally know would tell you that's one of the harder parts of this job, so to speak, is, is talking to people and trying to get them to partner financially. And I think a lot of times there is reluctance, not only the part of the speaker, but also on the part of the audience, when they hear the lesson is coming about giving, it's like, oh boy, let's get packed up for the guilt trip. Um, how many of you have ever heard, oh, if you guys weren't so greedy and drank Starbucks every day, then maybe you could feed some starving kids in Africa. I mean, how many of us here, you don't have to raise your hands, have, have kind of felt that guilt trip that being dumped on us that, oh, we need to give because we are fat and happy in the United States and people are starving and people are suffering and we need to give because otherwise we're not good people. Um, I got to tell you as an aside, I, I use that line about starving kids in Africa a lot as a teenager um, when I was a kid in Africa. Um, <laughs> mom, mom, feed the starving kid in Africa. Make me some pizza. Um, as you can tell, I did not starve. Um, I was well fed. I don't want my mom to see this and get mad. Um, but see, it's, it's so different for us. We, 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 we really don't feel that way. We've never felt a need to come and try and guilt people into giving. You see, with God's people, and this is where I'm really going to regret that the, the gifts don't show because these are hilarious. My wife watched, oh, and they didn't even show at all. Oh, great. Well, uh, technology. Um, Let's try it again because, man, it would be nice if they would work. If you click on the screen, does anything happen? Nope. Okay, well, there we go. A lot of places you feel like, and this is where I, I, I had a great, great, just a tremendous gift of uh, what it feels like in a lot of places out there in the world. It's like you've got that, that, that puppy and it doesn't want to walk, and you're just, you got it on the leash and you're just dragging. 
Uh, so I had a fantastic gif of that. Uh, some puppy and the guy's like, come on, the dog's like going for a walk, but it's just being dragged. And, and that's where it feels like, you know, oh boy, it's that time of year, I guess, where radio stations start, start doing their 24-hour phone-a-thons. Don't you just love that? Don't you just love that? Oh, we, we need 20 more dollars, 20 more dollars. Don't act now, last minute to get in. It's never felt like that with God's people. It's more, more felt like, and this is where my other gift was. I don't know why, my wife probably watched this 100 times because she just could not stop cracking up. But there, there, there's a, a, an image, you'll have to picture it with me if you have a good imagination. It's an image of a rather large Great Dane and a lady decides to try and take it for a walk. And uh, somebody throws a ball. You can guess what happens. <laughs> um, and that's how it's felt with God's people. That's how it's felt with God's people. There's been so many times when, when we haven't even needed to ask. We haven't even needed to ask. There's been times when, honestly, we've been asked and have had to say, well, there's, I'm sure there's some stuff we could use help with, but our needs have been amply supplied. As the next scripture, Paul, Paul's sentiment is my sentiment, that we are amply supplied. Through God's people. We have been taken care of. The work in the, in, of the Lord has gone forward. Sure. One group of people. That will never struggle. To tell you what they would do. If they won the lottery. Is missionaries. They could come up like that. With a hundred projects that they'd like to do. That, that's part of being a missionary. You, you, you've always got something else you would like to do. There's something else you could do. If you had a little more money, you could maybe we, we could start another pro project or we could start printing this or we could have the kids, more kids in school or this or that. But God is supplied. And we have not had need where we felt, oh, there's, we wish people would step up and help with this. We, there, there's been a sense that you share the, the work of God and God's people jump to it, jump on board. So this morning as I'm speaking to you and sharing about giving, I, I really could just wrap it up and say, good job, keep it up, we're done. Because that's how I feel in many ways. The work, you, you guys here have done such a tremendous job over the years supporting the work of the Lord. I mean, look at all the different places you guys are making an impact. Four continents are being impacted by this congregation right here. Countries all over the world. That's a big deal. That's a big deal what you guys are doing. See, there's a lot that you guys are doing, and, and I, I'd like to talk more about that in a second, but briefly, let's go over some scripture, and let's see how giving helps you. Boy, I hope this works. Oh, goodness. None of, this, none of the slides are working as they should. Okay, well, boy. Being flexible, one of the things you need to do to have as a missionary. <laughs> There's a lot that happened when God's people give. And one of these is that it does actually help you. And on the screen, if it was working now, you would see three ways that that happens. But this helped me a lot when I was doing missions to realize that it, if you guys have an opportunity to partner financially with missionaries around the world, that is a great opportunity for you. It gives you a chance to share with people all over the world. What does the scripture say about where your treasure is? How many of you here have ever been to Cameroon? 
Not, not a whole lot, right? How many of you are likely to ever go to Cameroon? Well, especially considering this current situation, probably not a whole lot either. It, it's, it's, it, honestly, realistically, the vast majority of you will never set foot in Cameroon. But you've been there. Your heart's been there. And, it, 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 and it's kind of hard to go somewhere without your heart. It, 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 your heart's kind of what matters a lot, doesn't it? You've been in Africa doing missions because your heart has been there. You've shared in that work. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 10 to 11, it says, He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in everything for all liberality, which through us is producing thanksgiving to God. That's a promise of God. That everything God needs done will get done. That we will have seed for sowing. And I don't know how that happens. I don't know how that happens. How can God make such a promise that we will be enriched for all liberality. By, by liberality, maybe I just have to clarify, I don't mean voting for Bernie. I mean that you're being generous. That's what the word, there, the word means. It doesn't mean who you're voting for politically. It means that you're freely giving. And it says that we will be enriched for that. How? How is it possible that when there's a need for the work of the Lord, it is met? Is there not finite resources in the world? <coughs> Do the laws of thermodynamics and the laws of supply and demand not work? And yet, God's work moves forward. It's a miracle. And acting on that is an act of faith. Trusting that as we're giving this, and we don't know where this money is going to be replenished from, it'll happen. That is, there's a need, and we're going to step out in faith and meet that need. We will be able to meet the next one, and the next one, and the next one. Jeez. That's an act of faith. And when we step out in that faith and act on that promise of God, our faith grows. And I didn't realize this has been 14 years. And I honestly have seen the faith of this congregation grow. Every time I visit, I'm, I'm more and more amazed at the growth in this congregation that I see. And I, I only get a little snapshot. But you know, it's kind of interesting how that works. When your kids are with you all the time, you don't realize they're growing sometimes. And then you go and visit grandma, and she's like, oh my, look at how big he's gotten. It's like, yeah, I guess he has gotten big. And I, I get that, that, that little snapshot to see this congregation, maybe once every other year, maybe once every two years, and to see the growth in faith that happens here. And it's so encouraging every time I'm here to see that. Hopefully the next slide will work. Let's see. It's like one of those, uh, you know, little things, you, you, uh, fortune cookies. Like, what am I going to get today? We'll see how many of these will work. It's, 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 hey, a little excitement, right? A little, little bit of adventure. People like to not know what's coming next, right? Your giving does not just help you, obviously. Your giving helps people all over the world. Your giving makes an impact. It helps Missions in general, not just us. Like I said, look at this, this, this sheet that was given up front. All the different places this congregation is making an impact 
through missions and through their giving. It supplies needs for the saints. That's one of the things your giving does. It supplies the needs of the saints. Right now, yes, the United States, because of the freedom and the prosperity that they have, is in an ideal position to supply needs of saints all over the world. That may change. One day it may be Cameroon supplying needs of saints in America. We don't know. But at this point in time, you guys are in an ideal position to help meet needs of people all over the world. Your giving enables missionaries to focus on what they need to focus on. To be able to focus on running a school. To be able to focus on doing ministries that are not necessarily profitable financially, but would benefit people spiritually. It helps missionaries to focus on not taking job, the few good jobs that exist for locals and being fully devoted to that job in order to make an in, a, a income for their family, but to be able to focus on helping people and on making impact with people. Just as it did, just as the churches in Paul's time could help him to focus on the work of the Lord. Your giving causes people around the world to glorify God. Because they don't know you. They don't know you. They don't share your culture. They might not share your language. They don't share your economic background. They don't share your, your favorite sports team. They don't share hardly much in common with you, except they do share a Savior. And they see that they share a spirit with you. They share the same spirit that you have in your heart right now beats in their heart. And they see that you care not for any other reason except for that common bond. And that causes people all over the world to glorify God. And do we not want God to be glorified? Isn't that what the business we're in? Glorifying God. And this is what has happened in our ministry. You guys have been partners with us to bring the to make these things happen and let's see i really hope these next one will work point there we go there we go there we go you guys have partnered with us in making an impact in children's lives in cameroon children have learned to read that would have not learned to read children have learned to read and have learned to read their bible and have been taught to read their Bible, and have memorized Scripture, and have learned scriptural stories and character traits of Christ. And this has continued to happen in a terrible time in Cameroon. In the face of tremendous trials, children are continuing to learn. You see, there's not very many schools left operating in the Anglophone part of Cameroon. You could probably count them on both hands. For a population of about 6 million people, there's only a couple, maybe at most, a couple dozen schools operating because of the violence in Cameroon. There are many children who've not gone to school for three years. Many. Hundreds of thousands of children have not gone to school for three years. Teachers have been assassinated. Schools have been burnt down. Literally hundreds of children, students have been kidnapped from their schools. And our school still runs. I had the opportunity to visit in January and see and take some of these pictures. And we'll see if some of the other pictures, there we go, will load. This, this, this was recently. 
Not a lot of schools are still operating. Children are not learning. They are, their, their minds are going to waste. They have nothing to occupy them. And they are being traumatized in a terrible situation. And literally, there's no way that this school could operate without your financial support. There's no way. The, the contributions that you guys help make and other saints help make is what makes this possible. Because it, the, the parents do not have money now. There's no money in Anglophone Cameroon now. People are, are de destitute. You cannot work many places. People have lost jobs. Companies have been burnt down. They're, the fi financial situation in Anglophone Cameroon now is, is really disheartening and sad. They could not afford to do this without your help. Continue to go through some of the photos. You, you guys are the reason this is still happening. We couldn't fund this ourselves. Well, what money do we have from ourselves that we could do this? This is the, the work of God's people partnering to have this happen. And we thank you guys for that generosity. These kids thank you for that generosity. For having a safe haven, for having a place to continue learning as their country dissolves into chaos. can continue through a few more. I think one more. Oh, sorry. And again. You guys have made an impact in that. That, that that's, that's still happening right now. Yeah, there have been some days we've had to miss. There's been some scary incidences. And it's, it's through your giving and, and really also through your prayers. We did have threats to, that they were going to burn our school down. We've had some scary situations. And, and it's still running. And it's, that's basically a miracle that we have not been forced to close yet. And the teachers have been willing to continue to teach and literally to risk their lives. Because there are people out there who, if you're a teacher in Anglophone Cameroon and still teaching, they will kill you. They do not want to see school happening. And these teachers and even these students continue to take great risks because they want to continue learning. And you guys make that possible. You guys have also made an impact benevolent in meeting benevolent needs. People like Vincent or Abel. Abel's a great young man. I've talked to him about, about him many times. In Cameroon, you, there is no uh, health insurance. You get in an accident like Abel did and break your leg, um, you better hope you have some money to pay for it, which he did not, but you guys could help with. You help with people like Kenneth, whose wife was thrown into prison because of an accusation made against her while she was pregnant. For seven months, she stayed in prison in an overcrowded prison, sleeping on the floor. And he needed help with legal bills to try and get his wife out. Got his wife out about a week or less than a week before she gave birth. I mean, could you imagine? I can't even imagine having her having to give birth in that prison. It was filthy. How did those legal bills get met? How did he have money to take... Because they don't feed, your, feed you in prison in Cameroon. You're, somebody in your family has to come and feed you. How did he do that? With help from God's people. You guys made an impact with the, the brethren in, in mile 16, Bolifamba. They got roofing sheets. A lot of times congregations there will start a building project to try and expand because they were packed to the gills in their little 
wooden slat construction, and they needed help with roofing sheets. Because if you don't get the roofing sheets on and the rain comes, it destroys what you've already done. And you, you're, you're 10 steps back. How do they meet that need? Through God's people. This is, by the way, what I would ever look like when I'm on drugs. Um, because I was drugged out at that point. I, I don't remember that picture being taken. Um, you guys have helped meet my needs. My medical care has been taken care of. This was not paid for by insurance. It's a little difficult to get insurance when you're living in a war zone. They, they kind of consider you high risk. A, a little bit. A little bit. Um, and, and, and we didn't have it. You, the, the, the kind, you can't really get insurance for that kind of situation. But it was paid for through God's people. Ashley's surgery was paid for through God's people. And we could go on and on. We could talk about helping uh, Justice Mukete when his, his, uh, he was kidnapped by the rebels and he lost his, all his possessions that he had on him. He was forced out of his job. He had to find another house to live in. God's people helped him. God's people have helped over and over daily. One of the things my, my father-in-law said when he came to visit us was it seems like almost every day there's somebody with a need. And there is. And we're able to meet many needs. There's a lot of needs we can't meet. There's a lot of times we have to say, and you know what? That's okay. We're not there just to meet benevolent needs. There's more important needs, honestly, to be met, such as spiritual needs. But I also believe that the things that really needed to get done, got done. How? Through God's people. You helped us to reach out to people like Abel who went from no background in the scripture, who didn't really know anything, to being a great man of God, to helping our congregation, the, 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 the saints that we led to Christ, some of them there in our home, that used to meet in our home. Abel's still there teaching. You guys helped make an impact with Mantengane and with Ekona, where I used to go on Wednesday nights to teach. And every Wednesday, go and teach Bible class there. And these, these are congregations that are difficult, honestly, to talk about because I don't know what, what's happened to those people. And Muntangani was burnt to the ground by the military. Ekona has been completely, almost completely destroyed. Hundreds of, hundreds of people have been hurt. Many people have been killed. Um, I don't know where some of these brethren are. But I do know that a seed of faith was planted. I do know that the word of God was taught. I do know that their faith grew. And I do believe that that faith is sustaining them in difficult, trying times. You guys helped us start a gym ministry and reach out to people like William and help lead him to Christ and see him immersed into Christ and see him growing in his faith and now a university student. You guys have reached, helped us reach out in women's classes to go to, to villages and teach at revivals, to go to different places and share the gospel, to, to, to preach and over a dozen different villages. Now it takes money, takes gas, takes a vehicle. Made possible by you guys. You guys have supported us through a lot of challenges. Doing the work of God is, is a challenge. If you, if you try to do that wherever you are, you know you meet challenges and opposition, you meet struggles and it's not easy. And you guys have been there. You've supported it. You've kept us going. You've kept the work of God going. 
through sicknesses, through times in the hospital. Like I said, with, with or without insurance, you guys have helped us. You've helped keep our family safe. You've helped us in times of trial when we had a car accident. You know, this is amazing. We, uh, we did not own, my, my wife and I as a, as a married couple, did not own a, a, a car our first seven years of our marriage. Um, we never, we lived in the city and I had a, a motorcycle. Uh, a very entertaining sight to see is a man of my size riding on a 50cc scooter um, with his wife behind him. It's quite entertaining. I, I, I got many a laugh. But I'll tell you what, that thing got good gas mileage. Um, <laughs> we did not own a car until uh, about our seventh year or eighth year of our marriage. And then we got a, uh, a, 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 a lemon. It was a lemon. Uh, there's no other way to put it. It had been changed from right-hand steering to left-hand steering. It had a lot of issues. And on our way to go and get another of the issues fixed, which was a brake problem, we had a terrible accident. And so we had never owned a vehicle for however many years, seven years, this one gets totaled and is replaced within a year. Through insurance? No. Through God's people. I don't know how that happened. I didn't anticipate that would happen. But it did. You guys have been there. You've supported us through dealing with poisonous snakes in our yard to dealing with the snakes that are, that are the Cameroon government. Um, you know, I, I'll say, there, there's bad government, and then there's government so bad that your country dissolves into civil war. Um, I don't think we're quite there yet in the United States, despite some rhetoric. Um, it, it's, 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 you know it's bad when you're literally killing each other because you, you, you don't want to be part of the country anymore. Um, we had to deal with that. And you guys were there. Supported us. I know some of you thought we were crazy. Um, I, I, I got that impression sometimes with talking to people um, that we stayed there as long as we did. But we had prayer and support. Even when we could hear the gunshots, we knew God's people were with us. Through the strikes and through the riots, we were, we were sustained. And that's because of God's people. See, sometimes, sometimes as a missionary, people can put you on a pedestal. Because they, wow, you did all this. That's awesome. That's great. And it's kind of like in a movie when you see the actors and everybody admires the actors and thinks so highly of the actors. And could you imagine how terrible that movie would be without the grip? Or the sound guy? Have you ever watched a video with bad sound? Have you ever watched a video with bad sound? I actually had a friend who was a videographer, and he said, you know what? Your image quality doesn't really matter if the sound is good. The sound is bad. It doesn't matter how beautiful your pictures are. It's going to stink. And that sound, guy is what made that movie work. His little tweaks to that way that, that audio comes through I mean, have you ever watched a video where the sound is bad, where it's too loud? You ever been in a theater and you're like covering your ears? Is that a pleasant experience? The guy to mix that audio to get it just right, where it's loud enough that you feel the explosions reverberate through your body, but you can also hear the conversation. Because ordinarily, those two things are not both 
equally audible. The explosions make your ears ring, and then you're trying to listen, but they mix it just right. Because it takes a team to get anything great done. It takes people behind the scenes moving things forward. And that's what we know you guys have done, and that's what we know is going to continue to happen. As, as, there you go, it was playing peekaboo. As Chris was mentioning, we are moving into another ministry. My trip to Cameroon in January made it apparent that it was not a good idea for us to be there, that our presence there would actually endanger our school, that we would draw attention to our school as foreigners who stand out, and in turn, that would put the children in our school and those we work with in danger. And so that door, for now, is closed. Packing up our home and making that decision in January was one of the more difficult things I've ever done in my life. But God is good and opens doors. Because with all the heartache, I don't know if I've cried as much as I cried in January. It was heart-wrenching. And then on my way back, I stopped in France. And God, I'm not really... I, I guess I, I, I can't say God revealed it to me because I did not see a shining light come down from heaven and a, a voice coming out of the clouds and I did not go blind and hear Paul, Paul or G, Jeremiah, Jeremiah. Um, but there was an open door. There was a need. There was an opportunity right there. There were people there in a city that is 40% immigrant in a post-Christian society where they predict that Marseille will be majority Muslim within the next 10 years. In the poorest city in France, with a huge immigrant community, including many Cameroonians, there's a place for us. There's a need for us. There's an opportunity for us to be involved in teaching English, using the Bible through the Let's Start Talking program, to be involved in ministering to refugees from places like Syria where they're more likely to actually speak English than French and would like to encounter somebody who speaks that language with them. To be involved and actually accompanying some of those recent refugees in their journey to learn French and going alongside them with that. To be involved in a congregation that is incredibly diverse, in a city that is the most diverse in France. We're excited about this opportunity to work with kids. Some of these kids that come to their Bible clubs, seven, eight years old, though they live in France, have never heard a prayer. Do not know who David is because it's a society that has forgotten the Bible. We're excited for that opportunity, and we know you guys will continue to pray for that. Even as the school in Cameroon continues to run and things there continue to move forward, the gym continues to stay open so that if God wills it in the future, we may re-enter that field of ministry. Or if God so desires it or so directs it, we may enter a place, another field of ministry, using the French that we learn in France to reach out. You guys have helped make that possible and will continue to make that possible. And so we thank you. We, we encourage you. Ours is just one of the stories that could be told today. 
There are many other people who are on the field right now who would, could have been here to share with you about how you have made an impact in the mission of God. And we are grateful for the opportunity to be one of those people to be here today to share this with you. The stories could go on and on of how this congregation, through their generosity, has opened doors for the gospel. And we appreciate you guys. You continue to strive to make that happen. In Cameroon, final slide, in Cameroon they have taken an Americanism. Um, you know, when you're trying to get something done, you need to use a little elbow grease, right? So in Cameroon, a favorite expression is when somebody's working on something or you appreciate something that somebody's doing, you say, more grease to your elbows. Um, greasy elbows doesn't sound pleasant to a lot of people, but that's, you know, keep doing what you're doing. May God continue to supply you guys. May God continue to open doors for you as you make a difference for other people. Paul put it, excel still more. What a Cameroonian way to say is more grease to your elbows. May God continue to supply you guys, and may God continue to encourage you as you give to see the impact you're giving. And, and I need to say, mostly you're not going to see that impact until you die. And you go to heaven. And, and, and you get to see the behind the scenes. And the credits roll. And you see how your gift on this day goes through this little channel and makes that happen. That's one of the things I look forward to. To see, you know, have you ever, do you ever get excited about thinking that? How this person's prayer on that day happened to be the one that tipped the scales and that's why you didn't die? I look forward to that. See, now we walk by faith, not by sight. We don't see how that the things that we do now make an impact. Sometimes that's hard to do. When you've invested seven years of your life almost in Cameroon to make an impact and, and, and sacrifice for that and struggled for that, what impact was it? Yet you can see some of it, but you have to also believe through faith that some of that seed that you planted... You don't know where it's going or how it's going to yield an impact, but it will. And that's why that giving is, is, is just an example. Prayer, giving of your heart, of your time. And see, that's one of the things I love about this congregation is I know that you haven't just thrown some money at missions because you want to feel better about yourselves and just guilt money so that you, okay, now I don't have to worry about it. I know that what has happened to this congregation is that money that has been given, that contribution that has been given, has been just a token of what you feel in your heart. Has been just a connection to your expression of love. And that is going to yield results. That is going to make an impact. It has made an impact. And it continues to do so. And so we say thank you. We say, may God bless you guys for what you have done in giving to missions. And may God continue to make it possible for you to make an impact on places all over the world. To, to, to reach lives. Because your heart is also there. Amen.